Welcome to the Dog Training Audio Experience Podcast. This is the podcast where you are going to get a lot of value when it comes to learning more about dog training, dog behavior, and beyond. I'm your host, Erica Gonzalez. I'm a certified dog trainer and behavior consultant and the founder of From Dusk Till Dog. And real quick, before we jump into the podcast, today's episode is brought to you by Pupford. As a dog trainer, I use and recommend training treats quite a lot, and some of our favorites are the freeze-dried training treats from Pupford. They're not only high value, but they're limited ingredient and also low calorie. And if you put them on auto ship, you'll actually save 15% off. And with that, let's get into the podcast. Welcome to today's episode. We are going to talk about all about dog enrichment, what it is, what it isn't, and ways you can provide it to help your dog live a healthier and happier life. Here to join me to talk about this awesome topic is Sarah Walsh. She is a certified professional dog trainer and a graduate of the Karen Pryor Academy. She is also the supervising trainer at Canine Wisdom Training and Consulting located in Loveland, Colorado. And she's also a really great YouTube content creator as well. So welcome to the show, Sarah. It's so great to have you. Hi, Erica. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. I'm really, really looking forward to talking about our big topic today and just informing everyone. I feel like enrichment is a passionate topic for a lot of folks, but especially us dog trainers, right? I feel like that's something we're all talking a lot about right now, especially. Oh yeah, absolutely. Big topic. I think that I think also that everyone kind of has their own ways of doing things and kind of, you know, sifting through that. So giving, you know, dog owners kind of the boil down, like, what is it? How do you go about it? It doesn't have to be a difficult thing either, even though I can go off on my YouTube channel about millions of ways that you can provide enrichment for your dog. I think that it can be done in a very simple and straightforward way too. That's really important. I'm glad that you actually said that because it can, it's a big it includes a lot, right? And I think a lot of us, the good news is it's very customizable, as I like to say, depending on your dog's age or breed or size or their needs or whatever. So I think it's very custom to, you can customize it, but I think sometimes it can seem daunting. Like, I got to do all this or that and make all these things, but it can be really easy or advanced as much as you want to do. So (laughs) I uh, appreciate you bringing up that we can keep it simple and you can start doing this right away. So um, I'm glad that we're going to talk about this because this is important for all those listening. This is for every dog, in my opinion. I'm sure, Sarah, you would agree. This is, you can do this with every single dog regardless of their needs and everything else. So this is something everyone should be considering implementing in their dog's day to day. So uh, we just covered how big of a topic enrichment is, especially these days in the dog world. I think it's becoming more and more popular. So for those who may not be familiar with it, because I'm sure there's somebody that's like, what the hell's enrichment? I have no idea what that is. Um, Sarah, how would you generally describe enrichment for our dogs? Yeah, so I think that what you can really boil it down to is a way of fulfilling our dog's everyday mental stimulation needs. And I think you hit right on it, that it doesn't matter the breed of dog you have. It doesn't matter the age of dog you have. Arguably, sometimes our older dogs can need a whole lot more mental stimulation than our younger dogs, Mm -hmm. just because they're slowing down a little bit more. In my opinion, it's equally as important as physical exercise. It should go right hand in hand with that's your everyday routine. 
that's something that you do with your dog. It's just like feeding them, giving them water, just providing exercise, providing mental stimulation as well. Yeah. I think that my life would be super boring if I didn't <laughs> engage my mind and stimulate my mind with work and with uh, have, you know, different habits in my daily life yeah. and, you know, hobbies here and there. So finding those things that are interesting for your dog particularly. And I think that's a big thing as well Is it's not kind of a one shoe fits all type of category as True. well. You kind of have to figure out like, what does my dog enjoy and what does my dog not really enjoy as much and find those little things that you can use to mm -hmm. input into your dog's life, to kind of enrich them and enrich their lives, make them have yeah. fun while they're with us. That's so true. And I like that you said like, we need it too. I, I'd be bored to tears if I didn't stimulate myself. And that could be for us, it's <laughs> like the, you know, you're checking Instagram or you're on YouTube yep. looking at, at videos and learning things or whatever. It could be doing a crossword puzzle or an app game on your phone. You know, we have things that Netflix is a favorite of mine, watching uh -huh. Marvel movies and things like that. Like <laughs> we have human versions of kind of getting out of our normal routine, if you will, or work or whatnot, and, and kind of stimulating ourselves there mentally. And um, I think it's really important for every dog to have. So thank you for saying that. And I, I would equate it to, because I've been learning more about this because I just took that enrichment course, which, you know, I thought I knew a lot about enrichment and I figured out more stuff that we could do. So it was really right. exciting for me because I'm like, oh, the enrichment nerd in me was really interested. <laughs> and um, I do want to let everyone know that there's, there's so many different forms, but I want to break it down really briefly before we go on to kind of how to do it and benefits of it. There's kind of six main buckets there's more than this technically, but there's six main buckets of enrichment. And that could be auditory, which is like music, sounds, you know, leaving uh, birds chirping or whatever. Again, whatever your dog likes. If birds chirping freaks your dog out, let's not do that one. Um, but it could be auditory food-based, which I'm sure we're going to touch a lot on today is that's our favorite, or at least my favorite. Uh, there's physical, like training walks or scent games, recall stuff and games like that. There's environmental, which is swimming or digging pits, letting your dog dig or swim. Um, olfactory, which is like scent-based games and scent-based training stuff. And then cognitive. So I do wanna quickly let everyone know, even if you're just training your dog on skills, that is a form of enriching their lives because they're learning, they're engaged with you, they're having a good time, especially if you're using positive reinforcement training, they're really enjoying the process. So those are kind of our six big topics, but. I'm sure Sarah, uh, you could agree. We're going to probably talk a lot about food-based and, and maybe some other things as well, but I'm definitely going to touch on the food-based because that's usually simpler for most folks. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. So what, I know there's a lot of, you know, benefits to it. We always say it's so important. Um, what overall benefits do you feel enrichment brings for dogs and why should people be prioritizing it? Yeah. So I feel that I see this a lot with my younger clients and by clients I'm talking about the dog directly okay. um, <laughs> that the owners feel if they have a young adolescent energetic dog you know I'm just going to keep exercising the dog right. and there's a whole <clears throat> rabbit hole that we could go down with that but um, <laughs> I'll refrain from that a little bit but yes exercise is super important but 
for that young adolescent dog that just needs more, I am mm -hmm. much more wanting to direct that client towards let's provide some stimulation, some mental enrichment, mm -hmm. get that dog a little bit more mentally fulfilled. It'll make them a little bit tired. And I don't necessarily agree with like a tired dog is a good dog, Fair but enough. in more of a sense that it's going to make that dog happier and just more fulfilled, just right. from like they go to sleep at night and all the things got done. I think, especially for those younger dogs too, um, which is probably a lot of the listeners out there, which is why they're seeking out information. Right. Um, it's also a fantastic way of eliminating some boredom and frustration in our dogs as well. If you have that dog that, you know, you got to work from nine to five and you can only take that dog out, you know, for maybe a walk in the morning, walk in the evening, maybe it gets some, something during the day, but mm -hmm. you're busy at work, kind of giving that dog that time during the day, or even in the morning and night, whenever you have time, opportunities to alleviate that from their right. headspace. Kind of just like us being cooped up for the last like what year and a half it feels and lost like track. Yeah. Like an outlet, right? We need an yes, outlet for things. Exactly. An outlet. And by providing your dog with an outlet, that will also kind of prevent them from finding outlets on their own that we yes. might not be as uh, fond of yes. <laughs> in their choices. And I'm sure we'll talk more about that. But yeah, I think those are kind of my, my key points when it comes to enrichment. You'll just notice a more overall kind of relaxed dog and happy and generally just fulfilled, I think is really the word that kind of hits on it for me. I like the word fulfilled. I think that's a perfect way to sum up what enrichment can provide and the benefit of it. And I think, you know, speaking, I like using parallels to human life. And I know sometimes as trainers, we get a little like, don't compare too much to people, but I think it helps. I think it helps humans. And I like that we're using these analogies and things because I think it helps humans further understand, empathize, care about it and kind of relate to their dogs even more than we already do, which I always think is, is a positive, of course. But, you know, I think everyone, regardless of whether it's work stuff or a passion project you have or a hobby that you are, you know, passionate about or involved in or something with your kids or being a parent, whatever it is in your life, maybe a, a multitude of things, but we need things to kind of feel um, I don't know if it were like, kind of, like you said, fulfilled in our life. Yeah. And if we're just sitting around eating and showering and just staring off into the sunset every night, I mean, that might not be awful, <laughs> but it's nice to have like some things that make you feel like you're putting effort into it, right? You do yeah. feel more accomplished or, you know, you completed tasks. We all know that even, you know, little things that we do kind of checking that off of our list, it feels good. So I think for dogs as well, you know, they need tasks to accomplish and complete and goals to meet and things like that. So I think enrichment are kind of a smaller way to allow our dogs to do that stuff. We all need kind of tasks to fill our day a little bit other than the mundane things we normally do. Oh, so yeah, yeah I think that's a great way to sum that up. Uh, I think, you know, there's especially we were talking offline before we started recording about like we could talk about uh, ways to do this for hours. And, you know, this is <laughs> this is a such a broad and good but complex topic that we can dive into. But what are, 
you know, to keep it simple for people, because you know, I both of us, our content is based around kind of keeping it simple, achievable, people can start doing it right away, which I love. So what are like two easy ways that people can provide enrichment to their dogs that you would recommend for them to start trying? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that my top two suggestions kind of hit two different areas of enrichment as well, which again, just provides like a bigger task list for your dog to be able to check off. And you can do them just kind of during times that you're already doing these activities as well. So a good one that I like to suggest is you'll see my like YouTube channels of like me putting together these like elaborate boxes and like putting different stuff in the boxes and then doing that. And it's a, it's a lot, it can be a lot. And it takes a couple extra minutes to put something like that together. But for the people that are really looking for like, I just want to get a start with this, you know, just an easy type of thing. See if my dog really likes this activity. Mm-hmm. I suggest starting with like, take a little handful of treats and toss it out in your backyard in the grass Love or that. toss it. If you don't have an open backyard, that's maybe fenced in, or you don't have grass, toss it in your dog's toy bin inside. Oh, it I love that. Already like assembled together. There's mm-hmm. stuff in there already. You're just tossing something else in there that your dog is going to have to kind of snuffle out and get through the toys a little bit. It sounds that. really silly and it sounds really simple, but it's going to engage your dog just a little bit more to find those treats. And I usually recommend the first time that you try this, use your dog's favorite treats the stinkier the better because they have never done this before and we might have some dogs that look at the toy bin and you might have thrown their kibble in and they're like why 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 would I I have to do this why would I do that Right. So we want to encourage our dogs to be excited about this kind of stuff. So using food that motivates them and gets them really excited, it might be more of like high value type food at first. Mm -hmm. Um, but over time, they'll really, most dogs will really learn to just enjoy that activity. And again, it's kind of just taking into account, does my dog like this? What, what's their body language looking like? Are they looking happy? Are they looking not so happy when they're working on this and kind of sifting through those thoughts in your head to really take account, like, does my dog enjoy this activity? Because if they don't, then it doesn't really count as enrichment, right? Right. So it's something that you guys could come up with, like this great elaborate plan of I'm going to do this and this and this. You got like a step-by-step enrichment plan. But if your dog is not enjoying it, whether it is fun for them or not. So I think that that's something really important to take into account too, is this is going to depend on your dog. So that's just one suggestion, food-based that I know we're going to talk a lot about and something that that. I'm really big into. Yeah, I think those are great. And I did want to say, I love that you mentioned, Sarah, to use not that using their kibble or dry food or using whatever meals is a bad idea. I mean, I think that's something you can work up to, but I think it's really important to take away from what you just said to use really motivating food, really motivating treats, high value stuff to get your dog interested in it, in it especially if they're new to the game. If they're new to the enrichment game, yeah. you need to really welcome them as positively as possible to, to do some of this stuff. So I think that was a great, a great point that you hit on that I wanted to just restate for those listening. So thank you for saying that. Um, and so that's one, I love the food, the food-based thing. Did you have another favorite that you would recommend? Yeah. And I would say this one is honestly even easier than than the first one. So everyone takes their dogs on walks, right? Or at least we should be taking our dog on some sort of, (laughs) some sort of walk, right. And sniffing, 
I, mm-hmm. I absolutely encourage people to just take a minute. Sometimes we're in a rush and we get lost in kind of our worlds, but right. really kind of when it, what it really comes down to is the walk is for your dog and what they do during that walk can kind of determine whether it's exciting for them or not, whether it's enriching for them or not, whether it's exciting or not. So taking the extra minute, if your dog really likes to stop and sniff things, I have the dog, (laughs) Wrigley, my personal dog. She, if she could, would, I kid you not, walk to every two feet, stop and sniff for five minutes at every single blade of grass. Like that is the dog that I have. Oh, her and Jade would be best friends then because that's Jade. I think so. Uh Uh-huh. So for her, that's something that I know she enjoys. So for me to take the extra time, plan it into my schedule, not make myself be in a rush during most of our walk, at least, and letting her just stop and sniff for however long she wants. Mm -hmm. That is providing a ton of mental enrichment. And it's the simplest thing because I'm already on the walk. It's kind of just a matter of dialing back my like human existence really, Mm -hmm. and my hectic life and just taking a second And being like, I want to really let my dog enjoy this walk. Like, this is for her. This is not me trying to be like, okay, come on, come on, come on. We got to go. We got to go. Which like sometimes you do have to do that. And there's no harm in that whatsoever. But taking the extra minute to just, okay, I'm going to let my dog sniff. And I'm going to, you know, maybe like observe the nature myself. Right. Take a moment ourselves. That's that's important. Take a couple of breaths. I think that there's a, there's a big shift that happens. And I can totally say this from experience. I used to be that person when I was a little bit younger of like, yeah, I got to go. Like we're in a rush. We got to hurry here. Yeah. And taking a step back and turning my walks into something else with my dog literally has decreased my stress levels as a human being. And it, it's the most interesting thing that unless you start doing it, you don't actually realize the full effect that that can have. And you just have a much more enjoyable walk with your dog. And we can absolutely talk about decompression walks and sniffy walks, which I'm a huge fan of, but I'll say love it. I know that could be its own episode. I feel like, but I'm so glad you touched on the sniffing and like decompression walks. Sniffaries is another cute word for it. Um, you know, sniff walks, whatever you want to call it, but just, I would challenge everyone listening. If you're, if you're going out with your dog, uh, something I like to challenge people when I'm doing like my stories and I'm out with Jaden, Freddie walking around doing our decompression style walks. I'm like, Hey, challenge yourself. Next time your dog stops to sniff something, challenge yourself to just completely do nothing until your dog is ready to move along. So just like you said, stop, look around, start looking at the trees and the leaves and smelling the air and just taking in the environment a little bit. Um, So I think that's so, so important. And I think something as as little as just while you're already out, allowing your dog to just kind of be a dog and sniff around. Um, And I do think it is, and I know we could go off on a tangent and Lord knows I am already, but you know, in case you, I do want to say this in case, and if you hear anybody that's like, don't let your dog sniff ever, don't let your dog sniff on walks, like it, red flag for me, um, that's not good advice. We don't want to completely never let them sniff. Like you said, of course, there's circumstances where we have to move along. We have to get out of the way. You know, we have to get somewhere understandable, but for the most part, if you are out for the dog walk, it's not a human walk. It's a dog walk. We're going out for them. Allow them some time to take in the environment and enjoy themselves. 
So I think that's a great way to just help your dog relax a little bit more, breathe. Every time they sniff, they're breathing, you know, it's like breath work in a way as well, just kind of calming <laughs> down, taking it in. Um, and we should be doing the same. And I do want to share, I really got into the sniff type walks over the last couple of years. And especially when the pandemic hit, obviously yeah. we were sp the only thing I had to do was go out to the park and bring my dogs out to go <laughs> sniff around. And that I started doing that regularly, like where before it was regular, but it wasn't like every single day. And I made a, a commitment to them for the most part, unless it's like, you know, raining really, really hard or something ridiculous. Sure. Um, I make sure that they get out for the most part. Um, or we find other enrichment to do, which is why enrichment's good. So if you miss a day of a walk or your normal stuff, you can implement more enrichment. But that being said, I say all that to say that this time that we're all going through has encouraged me to also decompress, slow down, stop and sniff the bushes a little bit more with my dog. So I, I recommend that for everybody. We need it. Our dogs need it. It's going to help us all. So I love those two, those, those, those ones you gave Sarah are really easy. So I love that because I think people could start doing this right away. You don't have to plan for this folks. You can just start doing it right away. Yeah, absolutely. Right. It's something that is already a part of your dog's day and your day and things right. tasks that are kind of in your schedule and forming new habits can be tricky sometimes for a yes. lot of us. So something yes. that's already going on, just add a little bit, something extra into it. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll I really do, help your dog out. I do want to quickly before we kind of dive into some, you know, misunderstandings or, or things people think enrichment are or not. So we're going to touch on that in a moment, but uh, there's so many different toys. Like, so if people are like, ah, okay, great. I'm doing that. Maybe for the more advanced folks, uh, I want to kind of mention maybe some toys that we like or type of products that, that you like and that I know I use with our dogs. And I know I have, I think, like two <laughs> Instagram highlights that are just my me tagging enrichment stuff. Because yep. <laughs> as you know, we get asked a lot about what's that? What are you using? Oh, my gosh. How do you do that? Um, so I'm sure on your YouTube, on my YouTube, Instagrams, we can, people can go look this up in case you miss anything that we're saying here. But um, like, for example, I'll name a couple and then I'd love to hear some of yours as well, Sarah, that you use with Wrigley yeah. and you recommend to clients. But if you want to purchase things, which most of these are really inexpensive, you know, I'm a bargain shopper with this stuff too. You know, you can hit up Home Goods and check out what they have there or Marshalls or wherever, if you have something like that near you or just go online. They have tons on Amazon or Chewy or wherever you do your online shopping, you want to go look up, look it up. But I would search online if you're looking for uh, dog puzzle toys, dog enrichment toys, things like that, that will start to come up some food dispensing type of toys. But I like to use some of my favorites are, you know, if you're just feeding your dog their kibble and they really do like their kibble or they're more advanced in enrichment, the Kong Wobbler is a fan favorite in our house, which is just like, you know, it's a plastic container that you put the food in. There's a hole in the front. Your dog can kind of bop it around and the food comes out. That's what these types of toys are. So there's the Kong Wobbler. The Buster Cube is a favorite here as well. 
the omega treat ball we love here. And one last one before I take them all over uh, is the, uh, I love snuffle mats as well. Those are really easy, which basically for those that are not familiar with it, it's a felt type of mat with like little felt pieces sticking up, kind of mimics grass. So like what Sarah was saying about just kind of tossing some treats in the grass outside, it kind of mimics grass inside. So you can put your dog's food in there, set it down on the floor, doesn't really move around. It's easy for beginners or dogs that have been doing this a while. They love it. I know my dogs love that. So those are a couple kind of food dispensing ones. Do you have some favorites, Sarah, that you would recommend people can look up or try? Yeah, absolutely. So pretty much anything from Outward Hound is <gasps> yes. just fantastic. Oh my gosh. Um, and yes. I love the range that they have there too. You can get these, they're, they're these puzzle bricks that I would absolutely suggest for the more like advanced level, intermediate advanced level dogs, but even the dogs that are just starting out because there's yes. a range levels. of difficulty levels that you can just like sail your dog right through as they get better and better with them. And I totally forgot about that. I'm so glad you just mentioned I that. But <laughs> by the way, they're like, it's like Nina Odditson slash yep. Outward Hound, like they partner together and do those and there's a million different ones and I have like eight of them I think yep um and I know you have a lot so just wanted to say the the full name in case people miss it so thank you yeah, I forgot for all about those puzzle toys <laughs> I have so many of them done right right yeah, yeah those are I've great. got a whole bin so there yeah there's there's a awesome. ton of different products out on the market but I would highly recommend anything from Howard Hound they also have these stuffable toys that you don't necessarily have to involve food in, but if you have a dog that really enjoys toys, mm -hmm. they got these cute little sets that there's like a little tree house and you put the squirrels in and your dog, there's holes in the side and you literally like give it to your dog and you get all excited about it. And they pull the squirrels out of this tree yes. trunk. And it's, if your dog enjoys toys, that is a fantastic mental enrichment toy. Right. And it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily have food. to involve food, but you could also stuff treats in there too and make it a different activity the next day as well. So kind of taking awesome. something and just looking at it from a bunch of different perspectives of like, what can I do to make this exciting for my dog? And yeah, the Outward Hound Love is fantastic those. for that. Love I also am a big fan of licky mats. Um, I definitely think that that can be a form of enrichment that is a little bit different from knocking a Kong wobbler around, which I'm a mm -hmm. huge fan of those interactive toys, but more of kind of a calming enrichment. Um, yes. Licking something is literally going to de-stress your dog and give them calming signals and calm them down. It's just a really, really good outlet. Same thing with like a stuffed Kong that you could put a million and one different things in. If you or just Google Kong. I love the topple, the topple too. Yeah. Love that. Westpaw West topple. Good. Oh, I'm, yeah. I am so glad you brought up that licking is more calming because yes, like if your dog's batting around something, it can get them a little cray cray, which is totally yeah. fine. Um, and you want to let them do that. And not every dog's going to go crazy over it, but there's some physical element to like batting it around. Right. Whereas a Kong or a Westpaw topple or um, the licky mat type of thing. It, it, it's kind of just soothing them to just stay yep. in place. So I love that you made that distinction, Sarah. Yeah. And that's an easy one that you can kind of pair together with training as well, mm -hmm. or with 
taking them on a sniffy walk, doing different environments, you can combine a lot of these enrichment type activities, you know, like Erica said, doing training with your dog. I mean, that's what we do every day with our dogs, just (laughs) providing training and, you know, it could be trick training. It could be basic obedience. It could be whatever you want it to be. But, um, you know, if you're working on like mat training, giving your dog a licky mat to work on so they don't get bored. And I mean, lying on a mat can be kind of boring sometimes (laughs) for our dogs, but that can be a transferable one into a bunch of different environments as well. Love that. And I did, it's funny you said that because I started doing our like sniff walks and on occasion I would bring some type of chew with us. Yeah. Like a bully stick or a dental treat or something. And then I would stop at a picnic table at the park. You know, no one's really around. I have them on the long lines and I would just sit there with them for, you know, 15 minutes while they finished off the chew. And then we would finish the walk and get in the car. So you can combining them is such a great idea if you can do it because it's fairly easy to combine some of these and it just your dog's going to be thrilled. Your dog will thank you. Uh, So love those. Thank you so much for covering some of those that you, uh, you use. And they're all ones that I use the, we overlap on all of these. So if two dog trainers use it all the time, highly recommend it will probably work (laughs) for your dog. So no worries there. You could give this a try. So I did, I did want to ask you this question as well, Sarah, because I I know there's a couple things I hear sometimes about enrichment that I think is a just, you know, quote unquote, common misunderstanding or just not necessarily what enrichment should look like. So what do you feel is a common misunderstanding when it comes to enrichment? Yeah, so I feel like, at least in my universe, the number one thing that I hear is that it always has to involve food. Mm -hmm. And that's just not, that's just not true. Yes, we talk a ton about food-based enrichment and there's a million things. I've got endless videos on my YouTube channel of what you can specifically do with that, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't always have to be that either. We kind of touched on sniffing as enrichment. We've talked about, you know, if your dog likes to dig, that that is a normal dog behavior Mm -hmm. that we tend to not prefer as people. Give them a digging pit in your backyard. Let them dig in a specific spot that is just theirs. Going and letting your dog explore the creek that you usually just walk right by. Um, you know, of course, if it's safe, but just different environments, maybe a new hike that you've never been on before. I swimming if your dog enjoys the water taking them swimming taking them for a car ride and cracking the window and letting them smell all the smells I could go on (laughs) about endless lists and again it kind of depends on your dog right Right. if your dog does not enjoy the water I wouldn't take that dog down to the creek and be like like, hey swim yeah go (laughs) love it yeah But for the dog that loves to wade in, like Wrigley is a good example of that. She doesn't like full on swimming. She's she's kind of weirded out by it, but she loves just like wading into a creek wherever she can stand. Oh my God, the dog goes like head first into that water. And (laughs) and it's just fun for her. Like, yeah, she gets dirty, but she's a dog. That's what I signed up for when I got her. I don't really care. She's having a good time. So there's a bunch of different opportunities to provide enrichment that don't necessarily have to be food-based all the time. I love that you touched on that because, yeah, I mean, and I think too, you know, as positive trainers, we're using food a lot or the dog's meals and trying to utilize what we're already giving them or treats we would be utilizing anyway in terms of trying to train them and and provide enrichment. But yeah, there's a lot of ways that you can, and I'm glad that you touched on some of those. Um, and, And some dogs, if your dog's really toy motivated, 
you know, something like that I use a lot um, on my, on my channels is a flirt pole. Like Jade loves. Yeah. Jade doesn't really love toys anymore. She's a senior dog. She's kind she'll kind of look at it. She might nibble on it like a weird squirrel on a nut thing for a couple of moments. And she's not really thrilled. I have to, if she's playing tug with me, which I would argue is a form of enrichment, like physical enrichment. Absolutely. Um, she loves tug. But I have to be involved with the toy for her to give a crap. So uh, <laughs> Freddie can kind of play with it on his own a little bit um, until Jade wants to join. And then he's like, I'm good. But uh, but she loves the flirt pole. That I would say, and Jade's, again, doesn't really love toys. But if I had to pick her number one most valuable thing on the planet, it's that damn flirt pole. <laughs> above like I could give her food or like high value stuff and she might be like all right I'll take it kind of begrudgingly but she just wants the flirt pole again and run around that is her biggest thing and I would have never really known that because at the time she already was kind of quote unquote over toys a little bit so right. I was like oh, I'll try it and I initially got it for Freddie and it wound up being <laughs> Jade's favorite thing and I was like oh good to know oh. so trying things to you know that you might not think your dog you know unless your dog's scared of it of course but that's something I might have missed and it's now become her number one thing and that has no food involved at all it's just that you can even use toys recall games with toys you know calling them over and then the reward is you know you play a little tug or you, you play a little fetch things like that are forms of physical enrichment um even like we said training is in, in and of itself rewarding and enriching but you can play like games like everyone kind of knows like which hand you know um and you could have a toy in, in a hand if you can if your dog's small yeah. um if you you know have one tiny piece of food or part of their meal you want to save and do like a witch hand thing or even like I did the shell game once where I, I have like these little cones and I hid balls underneath them and Freddie had to like find out which one had the ball underneath like you can make up stuff and have a good time none of this has to be perfect training or amazing, you know, tricks. It could just be something kind of silly that you enjoy doing with your dog. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, I even really wrestle with them you. with Freddie. Uh, yes. Like, yes. I like wrestle, you know, gently he's 10 pounds, like, but you know, I let him kind of nibble on my hand a little and I like play with him sure. and he like, he loves it, loves it. I do that with yeah. him probably once a day. I've, I've totally seen that with Freddie too. And he clearly, that is like his number one favorite activity with you. And it, it's as clear as day. <laughs> you just look <laughs> at Freddie. And I love that you touched on that too, because none of this stuff is stuff that like you or myself really take all that seriously. It's kind of just about like having fun with your dog and yes. figuring that out. I, I, that kind of reminded me of a game that only recently I figured out is Wrigley's top favorite game to play now Ooh, when nice. it involves toys and it was totally just me being lazy one day and goofing <laughs> off and just like I was done with work and I was tired I brought probably six of her toys we live in like an 800 square foot apartment right now mm -hmm. small space so I grabbed like six of her toys and I go to sit at the edge of the bed and the dog loves to play just like the top of the bed is her like play surface. So right. I bring them and I sit down on the ground and she leans over and she like hangs her head <laughs> off the edge of the bed. I actually have a video of this. It's the cutest thing. And she's like, what do you have? <laughs> And I have that? all these toys like hidden. And so she can't quite see them, but can, she can see the edge of them. And I just start saying like, what's that? Like, wow. And I start bringing one toy up at a time. And she just lit 
up. I had never done this with her before. And she's hanging over the side of her, of the bed. Her pupils are like totally dilated and she's just like happy as can be. And I like toss each toy up in the air and she jumps up and grabs them and she spends a minute playing with each individual toy. And then she comes back and she leans her head over the side and she's like, I'm ready for the next one. And it's just become this fun game that just a couple weeks ago, I just accidentally stumbled on. And now it's a game that we play, Ryan and myself, we play almost nightly with her. And she needs both of us to be playing with her. And it's just, it's a fun activity for her. And it's easy for me because it just involves me sitting on the ground. (laughs) So like, this is awesome. I could just sit here. Yes. I love those. Those are my favorite. I mean, we all have a day where we don't feel like moving around anymore and it's like, all right, we got to play with the dog and find something. And I love that idea. And I I like that we're touching this because again, so simple, so easy stuff we're probably already doing with our dogs. And I think, I hope this empowers those listening that you're probably providing enrichment already. We might just not understand that that is forms of enrichment. So kind of having an appreciation for these simpler things in our dog's life, maybe doing it a little longer, a couple more minutes, or, you know, making it a point to include it every day. If you know your dog loves it, will certainly help them. So love, thank you for sharing that. I love, I just visualize Wrigley doing all of that. So cute. Um, and I, I know you just touched on this, which I'm happy that you touched on kind of the common misconception that it always has to be food because it absolutely doesn't. I like using food. I like food personally. So I like that. Um, very food yeah. motivated as a human. My dogs <laughs> are very food motivated. So I rely on that a lot because I'm already feeding them and doing stuff anyway. Right. And it's part of our routine. Although I do the flirt pull and other, other non-food enrichment. But I do get asked because I think everyone views it as it needs to be food. And let's say it is. Let's say a lot of people want to use, they're, they're using Kongs. They're using shoes. They're, they're, they're filling the outward hound puzzles. They're doing all that stuff. A lot of times people ask, well, how much enrichment should I be doing? Because I don't want to overfeed. There's always this, and I'm glad people are trying not to overfeed their dogs. That's a good thing. We should be aware, but everyone's like, oh, I don't want to do that because it's overfeeding. I'm overfeeding. How do I not overfeed? So really quick for me, I just, my easy kind of weird answer is don't you don't overfeed by not overfeeding <laughs> which you know just yeah. pay attention to what your dogs do but what what are your thoughts on that yeah and I that I have to say too Erica is like my number one thing too right I think yeah that, you know, when it, with in our busy lives yeah I'm glad that people are concerned and have that concern of overfeeding. And I definitely advise, you know, those who are really looking for kind of like a regimented plan for their dog, absolutely go talk to your vet. Your vet is going to have a bunch of different suggestions for things that are going to be good for your own personal dog. So I always like to kind of lead with that, but Mm kind of like Erica was saying, you know, that is something that as long as you're paying attention to it and you know, what's going into your dog's body every day, it's, it's not, it, it's not something that has to be that difficult or that right. extra. If you're, you know, if you know, you're going to do enrichment or training or some sort of food-based activity with your dog during the day, that is not during a meal time, factor that in to the meals that they yeah. get in the morning, in the evening, whenever you feed your dog, factor those things in, right? If I'm going to give my dog, you know, I, I don't have to go into specifics with it, but you know, feed them a little bit less 
for their Great. dinner, if they got a bunch during the day. There's no reason to be giving them extra calories. And then I think along with that, what you're giving them extra wise, I think right. is also very important to think about too, right? I'm not like over here filling all of my puzzle toys with hot dogs and cheese and all this stuff. Those are things that are great in certain circumstances um, to work with, but the bulk of my enrichment, food-based enrichment at home is using kind of nutritious treats and just right. looking at the packaging of the treats that you're actually getting and saying like, do I feel good about giving this to my dog? Because yeah, there's a lot of junk food out there, even for our dogs. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Need to buy, but there's also a lot of good, like minimal ingredient, nutritious type treats that you can mm -hmm. buy your dog that they actually are going to be very excited about. And you're giving your dog something very nutritious. So those are yeah. kind of my two, my two factors when talking about that very important question, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, I think we get asked it a lot. I mean, I know yeah. I do. I'm sure you do. And, you know, and, and you could just use your dog's meals, like regardless, yep. if you feed dry food, fill something with the meal instead of doing it in the bowl. I know a lot of us trainers are like, ditch the bowl. You don't need the bowl. <laughs> yeah. I, I never feed out of a bowl. Um, so things like that. Like, and again, I will say, cause I know I've had this, I've had people come at me cause I used a bowl in one of my videos. They're like, you said you don't use a bowl. Like I, <laughs> now here's the thing. I sometimes have a mixture, like a supplement thing or whatever. And I have to kind of, it's gross and it's mushy. And I have to kind of put it in the bowl. Yep. Um, and, but I'm a dog trainer and I do give my dogs 15 other things of enrichment throughout the day. So if you're new to it or you don't, you don't have time or you don't find using their meals and trying not to feed out of the bowl is what I mean when I say ditch the bowl in terms of that. So just, yes. just a little caveat there in case, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like ditch the bowl, fill some of these puzzles with your dog's meals. So just feed them in a different vessel. You're already there pouring it into something. And if you feed raw, there's things like licky mats or the topple that you can still use that, that raw food yep. can go in. If you feed wet food, the licky mat and things like that, you can spread the wet food, wet food on it. So it doesn't really matter what you feed. There's ways of doing that. Um, but yeah, just, uh, I love you hit on everything perfectly. Like you just, it's like saying, how do I not overfeed myself? It's just like, just yes. be cognizant or just be yes. cognizant of it. That's just be all. aware. Yeah. Just that's aware. all. Super yeah. simple. Um, so I, I don't know if you maybe already touched on this, Sarah, but I did want to ask you what Wrigley's favorite enrichment activity currently is. Is it that little game you described or is there something else that she puts towards the top of her list? Yeah, she is also the extremely food motivated dog. So for her, mm -hmm. honestly, I'd have to say it'd be a tie between a sniffy walk, decompression walk with me, or I call them destroy bags. Yeah, they're yeah, they um, I, I make these enrichment boxes and I make these destroy bags. And recently, the destroy bags have been number one Love on that. her all time favorite <laughs> thing to, to do. And it, it takes her usually if I if I take the time and I make kind of a good one, then it'll take her anywhere between 10 and 45 minutes to work on one of these bags. And <laughs> it's that. great. She's she's tired, she's happy afterwards. And Oh, she just, she has a great time with it. I post all the time to my Instagram stories of her working on destroy bags and enrichment boxes. And I get so many, so many people come back and be like, wow, she like legit she is that. really enjoying that. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's one of her favorite things. So I love and with her too. too yes. 
Yeah. And with her too, she absolutely was the dog that when I started using, so for my destroy bags, I, I use paper bags mm -hmm. and I stuff a bunch of different components. I just look at what I have in my recycling bin that would be safe to like put treats in and right. put in the bag and stuff like that. And I definitely have the dog that is not the huge shredder. She looks at this at first and she looks at me and she's like, I need help. I don't know how to open this. And so I'm like, I'm going to help her and I'm going to show her. And I think that was another point uh, earlier that I thought about too, with any of these kind of puzzle toys that you're giving your dog, if your dog looks at the thing and they've never done that before, help them out, show right. them how it works too. Guide it can them. be something as simple as like a, a Kong topple mm -hmm. that the doc just has never done it before. Show them how to work it. Show them if, yeah, if you knock it over, look, food comes out. So for Wrigley, it was a lot of like, you can shred this. I, you're not gonna like get into yeah. trouble or anything, <laughs> get into trouble for anything. But you can do this and this is an activity for you, but it was cute. The first time I gave it to her, she looked at me and she was like, there's food in there, but I don't know how to get it out. I know so, it's in there. She's a total pro. Now she knows exactly how to get into that bag and it provides some extra enrichment there too. I love that you touched on that too, because with Jade and Freddie, I won't include Freddie in this. He's a gangster. He'll just go right in there. He goes right in. He's like, I don't care. I'm going to jump in this I got thing. It. Yeah. He's like, totally. He's got some other issues like with reactivity and stuff that I've talked about. Yeah. But um, so he's like, kind of weird about certain things, but he's like the bravest little 10 pound dog. I mean, I don't know if that's a chihuahua that. or not, but he's such a sassafras. He just jumps right in and rips everything up and gets yeah. it out. Jade is like Wrigley. Like if it's new, she's kind of like, mm. and I remember the first yeah. couple of times I gave her a box, uh, like, you know, a cardboard box filled it with yep. treats and, and toys and things. And she was like really apprehensive. Like her back legs were in another continent to like reach the yeah. box, uh, <laughs> had a backup plan to get out of there. And uh -huh. so I do think it's important to note for those listening that just because whether it's the, you know, a, a wobble or some type of puzzle toy, or whether it's you're using a cardboard box you filled or the destroy bag or whatever, your dog might not just like run right into it, right? So whether it's you helping them or whether like with her, uh, I know her obviously. And if I try to coax her too much, she's actually like, nah, I'm done. Yeah. So some yeah. dogs, you know, a little, I did want to show her a little bit. So I made it easier, but then I backed away and I let her kind of explore it on her own. She does better with that. Too much coaxing, coaxing, she gets turned off by it. She's like, I don't want to do it. I love it. I don't like the pressure. So I'm like, fine. Too much. Yeah, she's just, you know, every dog's so individual. So I left her to her own devices and she, every time she was a little more comfortable and a little more comfortable. And now she like rips it up across the room and has a blast. So I think that's yeah. so important to mention that some of this stuff like training, like any, any other experience we have for the first time, we might not be super, super, super comfortable or aware about it in the beginning. So just give your dog some time and keep at it. You know, if your dog hates it and is scared to death, don't do it. But if right. you're just kind of curious and a little cautious about it, but you think they'd open up to it, just take your time with it and they'll probably come around to enjoying it a little bit more. But um, 
Yeah, yeah. I'm glad that we touched on that. And Freddie, um, I don't know. I, I would say Jade's favorite is the flirt pole. Like I mentioned, that's number one. And Freddie's is literally anything involving food. He's happy. Like, so <laughs> anything or the little wrestling times with me, I would put food-based enrichment and hanging out and doing our little wrestle game and, and having a little sassy time together is probably his top favorites. But um, they, they love it all, honestly. And, and decompression walks are yeah, I would say Jade's another one for Jade. She just loves being out and sniffing. She'll, the environment is her favorite. She loves exploring. Mm-hmm. So she's taught me to learn how to explore where Freddie, he likes going on the walks and all, but he's just not really, he's just constantly kind of looking up at me and he loves me <laughs> he's a lot just there. and I love that, but you know, he doesn't hate the walks, but he's not out like doing as much as Jade right. is. So I just think it's funny. They're like the odd couple. Um, yeah. So I'm so glad we got to touch on all that, Sarah. What uh, I want to leave with this, because I think this is an important way to, or a good way rather to like end this topic. So what is one thing you wish every dog parent knew about enrichment? General open-ended question. What would you say you wish everyone knew about it? Yeah, so I think I I definitely have touched on this and kind of want it to be the theme throughout this episode too, is that it is equally as important as exercise and that those two things don't have to be mutually exclusive things. Our sniffy walks that we do almost every day, you and I, with our dogs, Mm -hmm. that that's hitting both tickets right there. They get their exercise and they get their enrichment and what easier way in my book (laughs) to provide those things. But that would be my absolute number one thing is that it, it is equally as important as exercise. And now that all of you guys have kind of an idea of what it is in the first place, um, that's kind of the next step is trying to implement it into your day-to-day with your dog and, you know, kind of exploring these different options that we've talked about. And there are many more that we did not touch on oh, at yeah. all. We just scratched the surface here. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. So yeah, that'd be my biggest thing. They don't have to be mutually exclusive. You can do them together very, very easily. And mm-hmm. that just, it is a thing. And it is a thing that I, I strongly believe that your dog needs in their everyday life for you to know that you have a happy and fulfilled dog and you're, you're doing a great job as an owner. And you guys are all probably already doing a lot of enrichment that you don't even realize is enrichment too. So way to go there. I totally agree with that. You know, it is equally as important. And I've even dared to say to some of my clients in the past of, Dare I say, if someone forced me to choose between mental or physical, I'd probably choose mental. I agree. I'd probably choose enrichment or mental stimulation. If I had to choose, I would probably have to choose enrichment and mental stimulation type stuff. So that's how important it is. And I'm so glad that we're able to stress that at the end here. And I do want to say, and this might've fallen under like a a common misunderstanding about it, but another takeaway is I 100% agree with what you just said, and that sums it up. But I do think sometimes like the enrichment, obviously we've touched, it can be easy. It can, it should be a part of your dog's day-to-day regular routine. And lastly, it doesn't need to be really long um, and it doesn't, it shouldn't be frustrating. So I kind of put those two together, like frustration and time, because a lot of people are like, well, I give my dog the whatever and the box, the bag, the Kong, the this, the that. And, you know, they, they finish it in four minutes. It's useless. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. 
This is, we're not going for four hours here. This is just about enjoying it. Just because you finished the game on your app in four minutes doesn't mean that was like a complete waste. You feel great about it. Um, so it's not about how long can this last? Sure, if we freeze a rubber stuffed toy and it can last 20 more minutes and your dog's enjoying it the whole time, yes, I'm all for that. But at the same time, we're not necessarily, the, the requirement is not how long is this gonna take? That's not the first thought. Yeah. If we can add some additional time to it and our dogs are gonna find it positive and it's great, awesome, do that. I'm all for it lasting longer, trust me. Completely. But we, that shouldn't be the goal. And uh, we don't want to frustrate our dogs. So don't stuff something so much or so, or in a way that they can't reach the damn thing. And it's just, okay, well, they're just going to give up on it. And now, now they're frustrated or they're batting it around for way too long and they haven't gotten anything out of it yet. Right. And, you know, that sucks. So, yeah. you know, so make sure we're not going for length of time. That's, that's not the priority. It's a bonus, but it's not the priority. And we don't want our dogs to be frustrated. So do Such good points. Too. Yeah. Thank absolutely. you. Thanks for the positive reinforcement on that. Um, I love it. <laughs> so yeah, this was great, Sarah. I'm so glad we got to talk about enrichment and go over some ways that people can implement it, some things we should avoid or that we don't need to worry about with enrichment and, and just the benefits of how it can help our dogs live a healthier, happier, and more fulfilled because that's today's word, fulfilled life. Yes. So thank you so much for your input and, and all of your ways you've done with Wrigley and your clients over the years and, and some success you've had with all of that is really great to hear. So for those listening, where can they connect with you? Yeah. So you guys can find me in a couple different places. Um, I do work with canine wisdom dog training in Loveland, Colorado. If you guys are in that area, we would love to work with you. Again, I'm the supervisor there. You can go on to uh, caninewisdomtraining.com to find more information about all of our services working with me personally. Uh, you can also send me an email at it's uh, Sarah at K, the letter K number nine wisdomtraining.com. Uh, you can also, if you're interested in learning much more about enrichment, definitely follow Erica if you oh. have not already. That's big. And um, you can find more information on my YouTube channel as well yeah. as my Instagram. Instagram is at Sarah Certified and YouTube is Sarah Walsh Dog Trainer. So I've got yes. a ton of enrichment videos on there. I've got like a 45 minute long puzzle toy specific video that if Love you guys it. want more ideas, head over there. And uh, my Facebook, I'm also pretty active on. It's just Sarah Walsh. So multiple places you can find me, but love I'd that. love to. I'd love, I'd love to hear from you guys. I love hearing personal successes with enrichment type stuff. So feel free to reach out. Oh, thank you for all of that. Definitely go and follow Sarah, especially the YouTube channel as well, um, and get some great info on there to try with your dog training in Richmond and otherwise. So thank you again, Sarah. It was great to have you here today. And for those listening, don't forget, treat yourself and treat your dog. And as they say, that's a wrap, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I hope you found some value in it. And if you did, please consider giving us some positive reinforcement and leave us a review. If you'd like to connect with me online, go ahead and give me a follow at From Dusk Till Dog on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, or Facebook, or you can visit our website at FromDuskTillDog.com. And until next time, take care and talk soon.